Welcome to ESOP, a place for you to share your story. I'm your host, Nicole DeBoom. Enjoy the show. This is Cynthia Daughtry, and this is my story. Cindy, it is so great to have you on the show today. Thank you for coming out and sharing your story. Thank you, Nicole. It's great to be here. Okay, today is going to be epic. We are talking about a life-changing event that happened to you some many years ago. (laughs) And when life-changing events happen... Um, Hey, they change your life. Duh. So I think it's going to be cool to not only explain and explore this really crazy thing, but also see how you came out the other side. So let's not leave people hanging. Let's get started. So what happened all those years ago that created this big shift and change in your life? Well, um, The first thing that started was after my divorce, I decided to do triathlons and I had never, ever done triathlons before then. Big runner, trail runner, Pikes Peak Marathon, done a ton of marathons, mountaineering, a lot of different stuff. But I had a girlfriend that talked me into swimming. Before I knew it, she talked me into doing a sprint triathlon. And then after that, I got involved with a training group and started training for a half Ironman. Little did I know the experience of open water. So when I initially did that half Ironman, it was out in Lake Mead. It was in April and the water was extremely cold and I had issues with it and I couldn't finish the swim. Did finish the bike, but that was about it. So about a week later, I was back in Colorado and decided, okay, I need to bone up on open water swims. Okay. So before, before this half Ironman and, you know, before you even decided to get involved in triathlon, um, what was your swimming background? Had you ever swum at all? Um, yeah, I grew up in Minnesota. So the extent of my swimming lessons was being thrown off a dock and learning how to dog paddle. So, uh, <laughs> so other than that, and just learning how to do laps, you know, several months earlier, that was the extent of my swimming. I, you know, had never done formal training, never done swim lessons. I just learned to put my face down and learn to turn my head. You know, you're what I call an adult onset swimmer. you've been in the water you're familiar with the feeling of the water and even open water but but you never went out to tackle lap swimming or going long distances where you literally can't hang on to something Um, and I, I also think it might be interesting to hear a little bit about what makes people so kind of crazy that they go you know I'm kind of gonna try triathlon I may as well do a half Ironman like what put you in that headspace? <laughs> well, we had done about three sprint triathlons and then I got a coach in the fall. And so I said to the coach, I said, Hey, you know, um, mile high multi-sport had a group that was going out to do this half Ironman. I said, Hey, what do you think? Do you think I could train for a half Ironman? He said, yeah, I think you can train for a half Ironman. So me having a background of doing mountaineering and marathons and half marathons and trail running. 
what's a half Ironman? You know, I've done at least the running part of the distance. I can do this. And yeah, the, the crazy thing though, is that you actually have to swim a half mile, usually in open water and then ride 56 miles before that half marathon. But I love it. And I'm, you know, I think we've got a really good sense for the kind of person you are. You're just like, Hey, there's a possible cool challenge. I'm open. I'm going to try it. And that was my mindset. It was like, why not? I can do this. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. So coming back to where you were in the story, you said, it's time for me to get a little more open water experience. Let's do some open water swims. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So in the fall, there was open water swimming over at Grant Ranch Lake. And then they started up in the spring and they had, you know, starting their open water season. And I'd been swimming all winter long. I'd been doing um, group swims. I had a master swim group I was a part of. So when I didn't have my sons in the morning, those days I was going to do, you know, my lap swimming and I started building up my distance. And so I thought, okay, I've got my wetsuit. I might as well go try this. And let's see if I can overcome, you know, the cold water and the fear of the open water from that half Ironman that I attempted. Can we talk wetsuits for a second? Sure. Because these things are, (laughs) you think a wetsuit is going to add like this level of comfort and like happiness. And it does in a sense, because it allows you to float better and gives you a little bit of warmth. But the trick to having a good fitting wetsuit is that you can barely put it on your body. It's really tight. It's almost claustrophobic feeling. Extremely claustrophobic. It's like, you can't breathe. And if you can't breathe, oh, that's good. Right. But don't you kind of need to breathe when you're out there? So yeah, this is, so you're, you're pushing, you're kind of like shoving your body into this wetsuit and you're taking a deep breath and you're like, I'm getting into this freezing cold water. How cold was the water? Um, I want to say probably in the sixties because this was early spring. Um, so the half iron man was in April. So Lake Mead was experienced all the cold snow water runoff. So think of Grant Ranch where they're having, again, they're filling up with the melting snow. So it was, it was pretty cold. Yeah. You know, it definitely, when you get in water that cold, did your extremity, you know, did you experience a point where you're like, I can't feel my hands or feet? As I started going, yeah, it uh-huh. was pretty cold. And then the other thing was I have exercise induced asthma. Oh, so, there it is. <laughs> so as I'm, you know, squiggling into my wetsuit and swiveling my hips and, you know, shimmying it onto my body, I'm realizing, oh, I forgot my inhaler at home. And I thought, oh, I'll be fine. Famous last words. When you think that you're not going to be fine. Wow. Okay. So anytime you think, oh, I'll be fine, backtrack on that thought and do the thing you thought you should have done in the first place. All right. Lesson number one. All right. Well, tell it, tell us a little bit about that actual day. Like take us through that swim. So after I got the wetsuit on and I realized, oh, I don't have my inhaler. I'm like, Okay, so what are the distances I want to go? So at Grant Ranch Lake, there's a couple of different buoys. 
So you can go to one that's kitty corner. There's one that's straight across the lake that's shorter. So I thought, well, I'll just go to the shorter one and then come back. Okay. It's deeper that way. Okay. And can you touch the bottom, you know, in the other route? No, but at least, um, it's see in hindsight, that probably would have been the better route to go because there were more people going that way. And so I was like one of the only people going out this way. So nobody really saw me out there. And that's the other thing, you know, swim with somebody. That was a great lesson. If I had been with someone that had been more experienced, then it probably would have been a little bit different or to let somebody know, okay, I'm swimming this way. Keep an eye on me if I don't come back. Or if you see me having issues, you know, get help. So was this an event or a open water swim practice? Just open water swim practice. Okay. So you weighed in, you've made your decision. You're going to go the short route, which is less traveled, but shorter. Sure. <laughs> it makes sense, right? At, at the time it made perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So what happened? So I started swimming and, um, got my face down in the water and started going and got to the point where I was about a hundred yards from shore. And all of a sudden I could not breathe. I started to panic. I just could not catch my breath no matter what happened. Okay. Have you ever had this happen to you before? Not in the water? No. Oh, okay. it completely freaked me out because I could not catch my breath and I did not know what to do. You know, my, you know, coach had trained me that, you know, the wetsuit will allow you to float, flip over on your back if you can't focus. And if you can't breathe, you can't go forward, but nothing was working. And I had just completely lost it at that point in time. Oh my gosh. So were you like pretty far from shore? About a hundred yards. Okay. So that's right. So you, were you sort of flailing around trying to flag people or were you just like, what were you doing? How were you responding to this? Um, I was trying to flag people, but nobody was around. And, you know, I kept calling to people, but nobody could get around and then I couldn't catch my breath. So you couldn't call to people. I couldn't really call to people. So at that point it was like, I have to get to shore and you know, as I'm struggling breathing, it's like, I have to pull this together. Cause if I don't, I am going to drown here. I've got to pull it together. Did the thought actual, this literal thought cross your mind? I might die out here today. Yeah, it did. I was just, and I have two boys. So the saving response was, I can't because I have two boys. I I've got my sons. I have to get to shore. I've got to pull it together and I've got to get this done. And so the easiest way was one hand was one son. The other hand was the other son. And every stroke was just getting closer and closer And I just had to focus on that because without it, I couldn't do it. Finally, finally, I could like just get my tippy toes in the muddy water. 
And it was like, okay, I can touch. And I was able to like literally crawl to shore. Literally, I crawled in the mud to shore. And then at that point, I was coughing so much and I could not, I could barely speak. And it took all I could get to get somebody to see me because I could see swimmers that were swimming across the other way from the other buoy. But nobody could see me because it's April. It's not green. It's black. I'm in a black wetsuit. I completely melted into the environment. So your son saved your life. They did. Yeah. I'm thinking all the way back to the beginning of this story. And you said I was recently divorced and I was moving on in my life. And I just keep thinking about your family unit being you and your sons and how much that connection propelled you forward. Yeah. Wow. So you made it. I did. And, (laughs) and what happened after? So, well, that's only part of the story. So afterwards, somebody finally saw me, I got back to shore, um, took me, they took me around, um, picked up all my gear. And then they said, well, you know, do you need somebody to take you home? I said, no, I, you know, I can go home, but I knew I needed to go to the emergency room. I, I knew that, but as a woman and as a girl, <laughs> I knew I was going to have to spend the night. And I'm like, I can at least shower off. I can't be in lake water. <laughs> so I got home and um, I hopped in the shower and then I started coughing. And when I started coughing, it was kind of this frothy pink. And I knew, okay, this is bad. This is really bad. So I called a girlfriend up and I said, I need you to take me to the ER. And then during this time, as I was getting cleaned up and, and dried off, one of my son's popped over and he saw me like that. And I think it really freaked him out that, you know, here's mom, very vulnerable and, you know, what's going on. So then that night I went over to the ER, spent the night in the hospital, Um, turned out I had um, pneumonia. So was it triggered by this event or did you have it beforehand And all of the factors of trying this cold water, open water swimming brought it on. What I actually think it was years later, I was reading in like um, one of the swimming magazines and there was an article about a gal that her lungs just could not do cold water. And when she did, it was the high altitude pulmonary edema. And I have a feeling what they were seeing was the hate instead of pneumonia. And I think so. right now I'm always very, very conscious of what's water like making sure I have my inhaler. (laughs) Okay. So you went back in, you went and did open water swimming after this event. That wasn't it. Nope. No, I will not. I will not quit. No. Oh, that's a great, that is a great uh, tagline for this episode. Um, So Wow. You've been through a lot. And, you know, at the heart of it, I see relationships. I see tenacity. I see basic survival instincts and I see love. Yeah. Yeah. So if you were to think about and summarize what really came out of this experience, what would you like to share? 
it's it's having that why. What truly is your why? At the end of the day, what matters most? And for me, it's my sons and now my husband. But it was my sons that got me through that because I knew I could not end up like this. I had to be there for them. And to also give that courage and tenacity to them so that whatever they face in their lives, they can get through it. Excellent. Excellent way to wrap it. Thank you so much for sharing. You're an amazing person. Thanks, Nicole. Postscript, one thing I forgot to say is the triathlon journey continued. And in 2019, I actually completed the Escape from Alcatraz triathlon. 